Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast. I'm... I, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> line. Hello, I'm Andy Brown, at Clinical Andy on the Twitter. And uh, joining me today, or, or more, perhaps more to the point, I'm joining today uh, Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. And uh, Ali Cornwolf. Hello. Uh, hello. Who are you? I know, right? <laughs> no, it's nice to have you back, Andy. It's, finally, it's nice to be back. Um, for anyone who's not aware, uh, I now have children, plural, and oh, that is that is a whole new skill tree I've unlocked, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been earning some serious XP um grinding definitely grinding and yeah. i'm not sure if that's appropriate with children in the house uh, <laughs> anyway uh i'm back i'm back because it's it's christmas uh although it's probably not by now uh, by the time you're listening to this i suspect it's march who's editing this if it's me it's going to be march 2021 but i'm back yeah we'll, we'll we'll not let you do the editing this time around we'll we'll get it out a bit faster yeah we'll in for january so this is lovely. This is nice. It is. So what are we here to talk about? We're here today to talk about, uh, well, it's our traditional surprises and disappointments of the year. Yeah. Uh, not only our surprises and disappointments of 2019, we're also going to look at our probably biggest surprise and biggest disappointment of the decade. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. yeah. I think we should do. Everyone else is uh, looking back at the past 10 years on the gaming highlights and what they think's the best so it only seems fit that we do the surprise and disappointment of the decade for each of us. Sounds good. Yeah. Right, who wants to go first? Go on, Matt. You can go first. Uh, I, I already bags it either. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we doing surprise or are we doing disappointment first? Well, I think you've got to look at it this way. Are we going to um, are we going to send them out on a high note, talking about the lovely surprises, or are we going to send them out on a wave of vitriol? I'm liking the I'm liking the latter. Uh, me too, because I I haven't got one. <laughs> uh, you haven't got so a disappointment. We're going to have to start with a surprise for 2019. Oh, okay. All right, I'm, but I am going to start with my runner-up rather than my true surprise. And I know I said to you guys, let's just do one each, but I. I did kind of end up with two in the end. And both are from the latter part of this year. And I know exactly which two up. you're going to say as well. Have you got the same two as me? No. Maybe. No. Uh, so the one that is an almost my biggest surprise um, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's the fact that it was a yeah. good Star Wars game for me, eh? Yes, yeah. an excellent <laughs> That's game. why it's on my list. <laughs> I mean, look, let's let's not be disingenuous. We we both enjoyed Battlefront and Battlefront Two. They they had their yeah. they had their issues. Let's be honest, but they weren't terrible games. But this is something else. No, I've I've enjoyed almost every Star Wars game I've ever played, no matter how bad they are. But this one, I was convinced it was just going to be Titanfall with a Star Wars skin. I, I wasn't sure which way it was going to go, and I thought we were going to get conned and ripped off. And we didn't. It's a brilliant game. It's got its issues. It's got a few bugs here and there. It's You know, the game engine is surprisingly janky, given the money put into it, but it's a brilliant game. And even the description of Star Wars Dark Souls wasn't quite enough to put me off. 
it is it's it's superb i just wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was and if you if you put that difficulty up too much it is punishing yeah massively punishing yeah. so i i had two options depending on who says what um <laughs> and that was one of them but i think it's safe to say that everyone was very apprehensive about that game just because of its ea's jaded past if you like with loot crates and yeah. different things because like you say battlefront one and two there's nothing wrong with the games as such it's just that they put all these loot crate shenanigans in which yeah, it, ruins it especially with their um what's the what what am i looking to say uh their their kind of lack of interest in in single player campaigns it was nice to see that they've, yeah. they've really pushed the agenda here yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and the bits that they've borrowed, if you like, from Titanfall work really well. Yeah, they they do the the, the small yeah. elements and nods. It's a it's a superb game, and uh, I can't can't knock it. But it wasn't my biggest surprise of the year. My biggest was one that I didn't really get on board with or get any interest in the hype. Uh, I, and in fact, I didn't I picked it up after release, um, which is unusual for most most sort of big games. Uh, for me anyway and it's hopefully one that we won't spend hours and hours talking about because we've done that already in a podcast <laughs> it's control yeah and oh. i have to say i really really enjoyed that game and it again not what i i didn't feel there was a massive amount of hype for it if it hadn't been for a couple of comments from Stuart cullen our friend over at the scottish sun and i think i saw something on a website uh, slightly earlier in the year. If it hadn't been for those things, I probably wouldn't have ever bought it. But I just, I don't know what it was. I just thought I was doing some trading in. I saw it was there and I thought, you know, yeah, go on then. I'm going to give that a go. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I didn't expect it to be as good as it is. And I've continued to go back to it since its release. I just recently platinumed it and I'm itching for the DLC. I want to play more of it. It's a fantastic game. So after, I haven't listened to the, the spoiler cast that you did, but after what you guys were saying about it and different things, I have picked it up in the, the Black Friday sale or whatever. I'm only a little of the way in, so it's something that I'm going to get my teeth into um, over the Christmas break. Um, but that's not the game I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Death Stranding. You, you threw a curveball in there, Matt. <laughs> well, I'd, I toyed with that one, but then I thought, where's well, this surprises and disappointments? And whilst I love Death Stranding, it wasn't as much of a surprise that I loved it. Oh, okay. It, it's it's still an exception. There's lots of exceptional games this year, but there are games that I thought were going to be good and were good. This is one I didn't really expect to be as good and it for us to hook me as much as it did. And, you know, brilliantly world-built, brilliantly designed, and then a shed load to do even when you finish the main game that doesn't feel like a chore. Yeah. Oh, okay. <sighs> I can't, I can't say enough nice things about Control. There we go. Um, so obviously one of mine was uh, the new Star Wars game as well. Um, I think that goes kind of across the board. So the other one that has surprised me, thankfully, uh, was the new Call of Duty game. Because I oh. wasn't expecting it to be. It got me when they kind of did a, a remaster, but not a remaster and a, a retelling of, is it? Or I don't know. Um, prequel it felt more yeah it felt more yeah like. it's it's basically been modernized but then also the story's kind of retold and you know they've gone to a different page on the in the goosebumps book and it's worked really well <laughs> i've played a lot 
of that, especially multiplayer. I've hardly touched a single player, um, but it's got me. I'm the same. I gave up on Call of Duty a few years ago because I was uh, I was bored of all the the kind of you know levitating rocket yep. pack wall bouncing. Uh, it was all just generic space shooter, and it's it's bizarre that it's kind of I don't know. I never felt the backlash for the um, for the kind of gritty urban modern shooter that that pushed it in that direction. So it turned me off a bit. And then with Black Ops Four, just not just completely foregoing. The campaign, I was like, no, I'm out, I'm, I'm done. Uh, yeah. And this, the, the modern warfare aspects, the, the kind of reboot, brought me back in. The reboot prequel, whatever you want to call it, brought me back in. I've not finished the campaign yet though, because I've just been playing the multiplayer. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ali, I've, um, you know, I don't get a lot of time to play. And patches are doing my head in because every time I seem to get <laughs> twenty minutes, and I think, oh, I'm just gonna, you know play some kill house and um or shoot house sorry and uh no no it's got a it's got a patch and then reinstall the entire bloody game thanks playstation um, that's uh, the one thing i will say is that seems to be more of an issue on playstation than it is xbox yes yeah, definitely and i don't know why but it is I, the- I think it's i think it's the way the playstation handles the the actual writing of the information the download is quick but it's, yeah. it's when it's actually writing it to disc it seems to want to want to write the entire game i don't know what it's doing but it's it's just mm. writing loads of data it, for, it is for a strange one and patch. it's not it, it doesn't do that with every game certain games you'll get a small patch or to f1 2019 there are a fair few patches come for that they're usually relatively small and they're done and dusted straight away so i it is something very peculiar to that game but you're right it's if there's a patch you can may as well write yourself off for the next hour and a half it's just not going to happen yeah yeah, but, but I but I spent a lot of time in that multiplayer, learning the maps, learning the you know the the peak spots, learning kind of where the best well you know where where the best action is going to be. I've really really enjoyed that, and I haven't enjoyed any competitive multiplayer as much as I have this in years. Yeah, and it's nice that they're adding so much for free. I know there's the battle pass, which you can pay to kind of skip ahead some ranks and different things but it's nice that they're you know new maps and modes and coming out and they're all for free uh they've just put in some more of the classic maps as well which is quite nice shipment is mental <laughs> still what's that the what shipment you know the one with shipment. all the crates crashes back which is yeah. just awesome and yeah. it's nice that activision are kind of go you know i'm not going to say they're leading the charge because we've had battle passes and and this for a while we've had a, a number of big titles that have issued loot crates. But if Activision are moving this way with the Call of Duty series, that's a really good sign in terms of how the industry is looking at monetization. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, I was yeah. going to say that. Was you? Oh, sorry, Andy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. So that's the <laughs> that's the downside of going last, is that you, um, you have to walk synergy. through the minefield of other people's choices. <laughs> so what am I going to go with? Oh, it's got a... Well, I don't even know if it was a surprise, but it was. It's surprising that it was as good as I'd hoped it would be, and that's untitled Goose Game. <laughs> and it's it's essentially Metal Goose Solid. I think is is how I like to think of it. Which I didn't even realise was multi platform. I thought that was Switch exclusive. It was until on... last week. Ah, yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was only, only released on Tuesday. on PS4 and Xbox last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> have either of you played it no 
Isn't it on? Isn't it on Game Pass? How? Yeah. How, how out of touch on the website are you? The reviews up. Uh, I, we have a website with, now with the tagline "Metal Gear Solid." <laughs> you see, I love that. I re- I genuinely haven't seen that or read that, but I love that we both went there immediately. Yeah, because that's what it is. <laughs> um, it is a, great fun. It is a lot of fun. It's it's too short, unfortunately. It is. And I mean, my, I, my I finished it in pretty much one sitting in one evening, which speaks volumes about how short it is given the amount of time I get to play games. I only did I only did it in two because the first sitting I had um the, the little three year old sat with me getting way too excited and too giddy about this naughty goose. Yeah, my daughter she loves it. Well impressed with it. So uh yeah I had to I had to turn it off to calm her down so she would go to bed. But it's brilliant when you when you have a tactical goose you know, simulator where you with a with a working honk mechanic. I mean, <laughs> wing wing flapping action. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a great little game. It, it is. It's just you do you do it too quickly, and you can go around. You can mess around afterwards, and you can play about and find some of the more hidden and obscure things, which is quite nice. But it's you just you know when you feel like you want more, you just wanted more from the single player piece that is yeah, the only quite... gripe i had with it otherwise it's it's a really silly idea that just works it's a silly idea and it worked well the the whole thing of having a checklist of of you know things that you have to achieve as a naughty goose was just brilliant fun <laughs> absolutely brilliant <laughs> fun now i i can't remember where i've seen it it may have been on playstation accesses uh, YouTube video for it, or maybe it was on the like the PlayStation Store updates, and it's the picture that's on YouTube. But it's that art style. But I swear, it's the cover of Hot Fuzz that they've used with the two Frost and Peg chasing down the Swan. Ah. Oh. I'm sure it must have been PlayStation Access I saw that for, because I'd seen that before I got the game, and because I was really looking forward to some kind of strange Hot Fuzz parody in the game. And disappointingly, it's not there. Not even not even a Mr. Peter Ian Staker? <laughs> nope, there isn't. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, what a lovely little game. So yeah, I'm, I was so pleased when that came out. <laughs> so pleased. So that's made, that's made my gaming year. Nice. My other surprise of 2019, which will move into my disappointments, is um, Stadia actually works. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. It does. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. Stadia really does work. And I know I've instantly probably just inflamed the internet by making such you know horrendous comments on a podcast. I'm sorry. But it does. It really does work. It's brilliant. I've played a few games using it now. Yeah, Destiny was all right. It was playable. It's probably not, you know, as twitchy as it would be on the console. Fair enough. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was phenomenal. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked well. Played fantastically. You came around, you had a go. It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, played uh, that, uh, the Tomb Raider remaster. Yeah. Uh, And it was smooth, playable, looked nice. Yeah, 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 couldn't fault it. Could not fault it. 
you know, we'll, we'll move on. The the great thing is, I had to go away the other week. I went to High Wycombe. I was in a hotel room, and I carried on my game of Assassin's Creed Odyssey just on on my MacBook, um, tethered to my phone, and it worked. It was <laughs> it was stable. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the highest. You know, it probably wasn't the 1080p 60 frames option, but it was all right. It was totally playable, and it wasn't laggy in that circumstance did the same the other day i took took my daughter swimming she had a swimming lesson um and i was just sat in the cafe and i thought you know what i'm gonna take take my laptop and the controller and again (laughs) tethered it to my phone and i played um yeah okay this this is quite bad i played breakpoint um oh do you know it's not awful it's all (laughs) right it's like i don't know i'm sure it's janky is not it yeah it's it's not like you can't walk through a door without sticking to a wall but <laughs> you know you're meant to be a spec ops soldier you're going to be like the elite of the united states military and you can't walk through a door without you know getting stuck on the edge of it but other than that it's all right it's not too it's not too shabby and if they they actually take some time to correct it and we know with ubisoft they've got history for doing this with rainbow six siege they're true yeah well, that again, that wasn't an awful game. It was just didn't sell particularly well. It didn't meet expectations, and the amount of work they did with it afterwards was phenomenal. So I've got high hopes, and it was in the sale. I'll be honest; everything I've bought is in the sale because I was I was going to say, how much did you end up having to pay for Breakpoint? Given it's only been out a couple of months for the uh, so for the base game, you can pick it up for thirty quid at the moment, which I think is around about the same as on Xbox or PlayStation. Uh, and mm. for the gold edition, which includes the year one pass, which actually has content unlike the Division 2's year one pass, <laughs> it was, I think, an, another 12 quid. I think it was about 42 quid for the lot. Okay. So it wasn't awful. Um, you know, and I picked up the full like works version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey while that was reduced as well. That's and maybe good. that's part of it. I am buying reduced price games because... <laughs> I don't know in you know in a decade's time when we come back to do our, our piece of the you know the 2020s am I still going to be talking about Stadia? I can't guarantee that at this point. And it's not that it's bad, it works really well. It's just underwhelming. The launch of it has just been underwhelming and it's really disappointing. That is yeah. that is my disappointment of 2019. Yeah. For a company like Google who will have an entire division, I don't doubt, dedicated to competitor intelligence, right? Because I've worked for enough companies, big corporations over the years, to know that you have people who work in competitor intelligence, and their job is just to go and look at what your, you know, what your peers in the field are doing and say, how can we do this, make it better? Mm-hmm. And for them to have launched Stadia, and I know it's kind of they're now peddling back and saying, well, it's a soft launch. It's, you know, the big public launch comes next year when the free tier is at fine. But for it to have launched with so few of the features actually available, it was just poor. And yeah. there's no getting around that. They're slowly bringing stuff in. So this week they've they brought in the party chat and the achievements have, have come in this week. All right. But again, as they bring in new features... It, there's no real parity across the platforms. So, like, I can now see my latest achievement that I've had on the Chromecast when I'm playing on the TV, and I can look at all of my achievements when I log in on my laptop using, you know, a Chrome browser. I can't see them in the app yet when I'm on my iPhone. 
and I can't play on my hmm. iPhone yet or any other phone. It has to be a Pixel phone, unless you, uh, you know, unless you you have an Android device that you use Chrome and you you kind of force it into desktop mode. You can do it that way. You can't do that on Apple because it doesn't use the same codecs, and that's that's the issue. And it does it does make me wonder how they're going to bring it to an Apple device. But you know, they must have mm. engineers working on all this. But it just feels slightly half baked, you know. Yeah, and the technology is good. It works. It's just if they would spent more time polishing it, uh, maybe you know, not pushed it out in. When did they announce it? June. Oh, they announced it earlier, but they they launched no, it properly no, in June, didn't they? For it yeah, to come out in we November, both jumped on it. Yeah, absolutely. But but the lack of communication from Google about you know the features because I know that I know that made you and a lot of other people drop out and say, do you know what this is? This is a bit much for me now. We've not heard really what it's going to be and what what there is. Yeah, I mean, from from my point of view, if they'd have put a bit more effort into it and I knew what I was going to get for my £120, whatever it was, with the controller and, and all that, I'd have stuck at it. But with the fact that I'm on the um, xCloud preview, if you like, so I can yeah. play that and they keep adding games to that. And I was thinking, well, if I don't do that, I can buy myself a new rim for my uh, yeah. wheel, which I've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, I would, I, I, I love just, jumping on new technology and trying it out but the, like you say there wasn't enough behind it there wasn't even any do you think about the base they've got of youtubers and then narrow it down to the gaming ones which probably isn't no, that much of a narrow and then say you know here's 10 percent off or you know yeah. do some videos about this or here's some content or press releases there was nothing or even even making sure that they're their whole thing where you can watch a stream and then launch into the game from that. Make sure that was working, because that's one yeah. of the big selling points. What what it feels like to me with this Stadia launch is that they've just been a bit too clever for their own good. I think they've got this brilliant technology and they've got all these ideas of what they want to do with it, and it probably, in some form or another, on the test bench is working. But they've pushed it out with all these fabulous claims about it's going to be 4K60, everything's going to be 4K60, it's going to be this. But it it just feels a little bit too clever and a bit disingenuous. It's like, well, okay, the stream is 4K60, but the actual yeah, game is 1080p upscaled uh, at 30 fps. So we're just we're, we're duplicating every other frame. But that's the developer's choice, and it just feels a little bit disingenuous on Google's part. You know, you are a big company whose slogan used to be "Don't be evil," which you got rid of. <laughs> so people. <laughs> People are a little bit suspicious of you. And when you make these really bold claims and then you don't quite fulfill on them because of a technicality, yeah, it's going to make people think you're being a little bit shady about it. And the technology's great. I'll give them a you tiny know. bit of credit on that or a tiny bit of leeway rather than credit. Um, it's both Microsoft and Sony both did exactly the same things for their interim consoles and they're still, in the vast majority of cases, not delivering 4K sure. at 60 frames a second. No, no, so it just seems to be something that. you that's, say. That's fine, but but they came in, you know, with this big thing about saying, well, it's going to be oh, yeah. 10 teraflops or whatever, you know, it's going to be 10 times more power than the Xbox One X. You're like, well, mm. yeah. What you should have done was actually just said, we've got this technology to work and it streams, the, the latency isn't noticeable because it's not. It really isn't. I, I haven't played a game where I've thought this isn't playable. It's really good. But they've just they've just come out too strong, and they're pedalling back now. What they should have done was actually just 
just said this is this is really good technology and and I think people would have people would have lent into it a lot more the, the only part I found a little bit of latency was uh, in Destiny 2 when I went into the tower but that was because there was however many people can go into the tower is it 30 now I think and it got a little bit a little bit but I'm not bothered I'm not shooting stuff it was dealable I'll, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have bought Breakpoint if it wasn't for the Stream Connect thing. Yeah. Mm. And that's awesome. That's really good. I hooked up with um, a group of people last night because I wanted to check it out. Just randoms. But you can see their feeds. You can see their stream, exactly what they're seeing. So it does really help with the tactical element of a game like that. Um, don't get me started on the whole, you know, just being lone wolf no AI teammates if you don't hook up with randoms. Uh, but anyway, that's not that's not Google's fault. Um, but yeah, it's just bizarre. It just seems like every time you think, oh, okay, yeah, they're starting to they're starting to turn this around. They just they seem to Google just seem to open up their mouth and stick another foot in it. The great one was what just after launch when they announced what the December games were going to be. And of course, they've been oh, saying there's yes. going to be all these games coming to the, the the free games for the for the pro tier. They've been saying there's all these new games that are going to come to the platform before the end of 2020. And yet, even though they've got this list of games that they say are going to come to the platform in 2020 that they haven't opened yet, you know, they they launched with what was it, 22 titles? Yeah. And yet, a month after launch, you know, not even not even a month, two weeks after launch, they give away. Two of the game, two of the twenty-two games that were already on the platform, yeah, which people will have invested in. I was one of them. I'd bought Tomb Raider because it was, you know, it was a it was a pro deal when it launched. It was about eight quid. I thought, well, it's worth a shot. Give it a go. See what it looks like. And then a week later, they say, yeah, we're going to be giving this away free. Isn't that good of us? And you're like, well, I can't. No. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. And I'm not. I'm not normally one. I've been a PS Plus member for years, and it happens. You get games that you've bought before and they come up on the thing and that's that's the luck of the draw but not a week after the platform launches and it's one of the one of the handful of games that was on it so i i went back and asked them for a refund it was before i knew they were going to honor them all and the one thing that struck me was i i basically said look to be clear i'm, I'm happy with the stadia pro and i'm sure as it matures we're bound to get duplicate purposes but it's hard to understand why when there are so few titles available you haven't chosen to include new releases to the platform for the december pro games and the guy in the customer services who responded to me his response was exactly we had the same thoughts about it and we can't believe borderlands 3 isn't included (laughs) and this is their own customer services team who are like yeah we don't know what's going on either fair enough well they need to get it together for the free release don't they because that's going to be what decides whether the platform lives or dies. Yeah, and they need to get it on more devices. And the potential is there for simple it. As that, that's yeah. the thing. It's good. it's good. It's good. It's just the launch is disappointing. It just doesn't quite feel like a finished product and you wish they'd taken more time just to learn some lessons from the other consoles out there and and just implement it better. So but yeah. watch this space because I think it'll improve. And I think if people give it a chance, that's the key. And I know a lot of people have just written it off because, you know, I want to own my games. And, you know, some some fear from the PC master race that 
I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the hate for it out there, if I'm honest. Unless you physically have it in your hand, do you ever own anything that's digital? No, I, you know, exactly. No. <laughs> in, in this term of, you know, you know, end-user end license agreements, I, mm. yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. But it is good. It is good. It just needs, I hope Google support it by the fact they're taking on, you know, new studios, what they've just bought Typhoon, haven't they? Um, I, I hope they're going to, I hope they're going to, buckle in for the long run and, and actually give it some support because the the features like the stream connect and the the large races that you can do in grid if you can fill a lobby uh that that would be good yeah yeah all right well thanks for that <laughs> unexpectedly long sorry yeah discussion just, I, about I, the stadium I, I just, basically for for a month i've been wanting to rant about stadia <laughs> so ali your disappointment of 2019. I have a feeling that might have been a nice lead-in. Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, grid. Let's move on. <laughs> I've, I've ranted enough about that in episodes. Just really... I've, I've, not, I've still not gone on to, back to it since the first couple of weeks of it releasing. I don't know if they've done anything with the wheel settings. I don't think they have. I've not seen any notes to say that they've done it, so yeah, I haven't got to put it not at in the patch 120 or something like get some form of feeling so yeah that's my disappointment from from playing it early on to the release it's just shocking so yeah that's mine i like to say i've 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 had the pleasure of ranting about that on the last two <laughs> codec updates so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right. what about you matt uh, well i struggled if i'm honest to find a disappointment from 2019 sounds a bit a bit weak really but there's nothing that I've been really looking forward to or really excited about or really wanted to be brilliant uh, that has then let me down. Not not even Breakpoint? Well, I never played Breakpoint properly. I had a quick go at the beta and decided, nope. That's Uh, It it just didn't didn't sit right. So, And plus, I've never got around to finishing Wildlands. So until that's done, (laughs) there was no chance. And we never will. (laughs) Probably never will. (laughs) Because it's too big. So, no, I, I didn't have any... The only thing that probably comes close is maybe Man of Medan, the Dark Pictures anthology. Yeah, it was them switching from uh, the engine that Guerrilla Games have produced uh, and going to Unreal. And it basically made it feel like a Telltale game with the janky engine and bits happening that shouldn't happen and duplication of characters. It was... It took you right out of the story, which was a shame because actually it was a really nice little horror game. But yeah, that's probably the closest that's come to a disappointment. Just it didn't technically work as well as Until Dawn did uh, because that absolutely showed off the power of the Decima engine. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's worked great for Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn and everything else. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, then they swapped away to to one that they just don't seem to have been able to code to deal with the choice. Right. But then saying that, it was still a good game, and I've got this suspicion that we'll get the second part of the anthology next year, and then uh, it won't sell enough and we'll never see the full thing. But that's a different issue entirely. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's probably the only thing that's come close. Uh, everything else has either been as I expected or been better. Bit boring, You're... really. Sorry, I haven't got a rant like you two. No, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Vanilla. 
yeah, I, I, I yeah, struggled. Even the Terminator game, I quite enjoyed. I won't say it was a surprise, but it definitely wasn't a disappointment because I was expecting it to be garbage, and I actually quite enjoyed it. So you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it's difficult. It's been a difficult year because I think we've had some absolutely phenomenal games, and then we've just had some steady performers. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood didn't stand out as being as good as the others, but was still a good game. It was playable, wasn't it? Yeah, that's just it. It, yeah. was, it was playable, but it wasn't what you'd come to expect. I, I know, Ali, you you weren't a fan of Grid, but I, I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the arcade aspect and do keep meaning to go back to it. VR game-wise, the Doctor Who game was quite nice. Had some really nice touches. Definitely not one to play if you're scared of the Weeping Angels. Oh, they do freak you out, though, don't they? It worked. The, the levels with that works really well. Mm, I bet. Yeah, this, everything has either done what it was supposed to or been better than it was supposed to. That's that's what it's felt like for 2019, really. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of it. How did you enjoy Dangerous Driving in the end? Uh, I enjoyed it, but I think I switched it off and played something else. I didn't. I wasn't disappointed with it. It, it was it was burnout. I think I wanted it to be burnout in 2019, not burnout from 2009. Yeah. I think that's the only thing with it, but I wasn't necessarily disappointed. I just was, haven't it, played as much of it as I should have done. It was an, uh, I know what you mean. It was a nice blast of nostalgia, but I've not really gone back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trials Rising, that's been a solid one through the year. That was yeah. as good as I expected it to yeah. be. I've gone back to that quite a bit, Still, still playing bits of it now. Uh, yeah, it's, it, there have been some good games all year. I'm just babbling on about everything that got released now. <laughs> we'll just turn it to one giant list. So, yeah, nothing really controversial or terrible for 2019. If we're talking about disappointment of the decade, yeah. <laughs> I might have something really controversial. Oh, go on then. Steal yourself. Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, do you know, that is, I hate to say it, that is not a bad shout. I mean, I, I don't it's a wrong. great, it's it's like, um, it's like Absolution, isn't it? It's a great game, but it's not the Metal Gear Solid game we were wanting, maybe. Yeah, that is it. I think I scored it nine, nine and a half out of ten, because technically it's brilliant. As a Metal Gear game... It's so unfulfilling. It's just anticlimactic and lets you down. And you're just like, no, no. And I think that's the one game that I fully expected to spend weeks solidly playing. And I think I bombed through most of it, if not to the end of the story, in just over a week. And then it came out of the machine and has never gone back. Fair enough. And on that bombshell, we're going to change the name of the website. <laughs> Death Stranding feels like a better Metal Gear sequel than Metal Gear Solid Five did. That's saying something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's the. I think it's definitely for me. It's my biggest. Despite really, really genuinely enjoying playing it, uh, for what it does offer, I, I did think it was a. It just was not a Metal Gear game. And I think you're right to comparing it to Absolution. It's, it's a the great way of doing it. It's 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with Absolution. That's a very good game, but it's not a Hitman game. Cool. So yeah, I feel a weight off my shoulders now. Oh. Oh, it's, oh, that's, that's cathartic, isn't it? I'm it's impressed. Like, it's like, no matter how much I love the like, series, I can't get behind like, that game as much as I want. Like going to confession? Yes. <laughs> All right, Ali, what's, what about you then? What's, what's, do you want to do your disappointment for the decade? Yeah, so I've been struggling, and I kind of got a bit of a toss-up between two. Going back to what we were talking about previously, it's kind of the Call of Duty series when it took that hard right turn into futuristic jetpacks and stuff. And I was a, I wouldn't say a diehard fan, but I loved them. They stressed the hell out of me. But I, I love playing them. And when it went to that point where... It's bad enough playing with kids that have got the reactions of Maverick and just shooting you in the head out of nowhere. But then when they're in the anywhere, just flying above you, that was a hard no for me. And it's nice that they've actually come back to where it all started, if you like. And, you know, even with the World War II ones and things, they actually realise that that's what the games actually needed to be. They needed to be grounded and they needed that almost realistic feel to them to bring the players back. Not all, you know, probably yeah. not to everyone's taste, but it worked for me. Um, so that that was that was a disappointment of the the turn that they they took. Did you have one in particular that did it for you? So the one that that completely turned me off was Advanced Warfare. So I think I got Ghost with my Xbox One, I think, because that was about the time that Next Gen kicked in. Mm. Um, and then I gave another one a go, and I was just like, no, it's not for me. Advanced Warfare was as far as I went, and the in that series, if you like, and it was just, nah, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling people flying around in the air and <laughs> double, triple jumping and hovering in the air and things. And it was just a bit ridiculous. I don't mind, you know, that they go a little bit futuristic, maybe with some of the weapons. And let's be fair, some of the stuff that are in modern warfare, it's it's modern, isn't it? But you know, would they really be there? And then the other yeah. one, which I was a bit of a toss up between the two, was Assassin's Creed Unity. Because that was a hot pile of oh, garbage that was, when that was released. That was a steaming pile of turd, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, to the point that it, there wasn't even any flesh on some of the renders. Yeah, the, just, just, just the exposed eyeballs. That was freaky as, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that is the worst out of the series for me. Maybe Assassin's Creed 3 thrown in there somewhere. They, they could duel that one out. Uh, 3 is the absolute worst. Uh, it was the God knows how long, how many hours of hand-holding. It just bored me to tears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a disappointment, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. And, and London, it was a bit better. And then I, I like the way they've taken uh, Oranges and... Um, Odyssey. Odyssey. Odyssey's brilliant. I just started playing it. It's brilliant. Yeah. But, tip, if you haven't started playing Odyssey... Play as the girl, because she's much better. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, the, the the female character in that is brilliant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'll play uh, as a bloke. But. Yeah, I'll remember that, because uh, I've still yet to finish Oranges. And yeah. when I've done that, I'll be on to Odyssey. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. What about you, Andy? What's your biggest I've disappointment? Ma- I've got a massive list of disappointments oh, okay. in the decade. <laughs> Strap yourself um, in, guys. I don't, know if you wanna, I don't know if you want to just look at some of the almost runs. Go on, just uh, yeah. Go on, give give us your your three almost runs and then your your disappointment. Okay, Telltale. Just anything by Telltale. No, just uh, no. Tell just the way it ended for Telltale. Yep, 
great idea, really interesting game concept, slightly hampered by the fact they didn't do a lot of technical development and spent a lot of money on licenses. You know? Yeah, because they, the, they had the potential to be cracking games, put a little bit of time into the engine, the jank engine that they had, and just crank out a few more games because the episodic stuff worked for it as well. And they were almost the pioneers at that. And then I think it works for the release. I, yeah. um, I, I think, and I'm sure we will never 100% find out exactly what went on, but I'm pretty sure the financial model of the episodic release is probably what did them in the end because a lot of people were holding until the final version came out and just buying it all together. Yeah. And and so therefore you're releasing things and not necessarily getting the return until the end. Yeah. Oh, I, I suspect it true. contributed even if it's not a major cause. Oh, yeah, fair uh, enough. Here's uh, well, <laughs> a, a nice one here. Aliens, Colonial Marines. <laughs> I'm wondering if someone was going to mention that. <laughs> We were talking about steaming hot turds earlier, weren't we? Um, It was a steaming hot turd, but we knew it would be, and we had fun with it. (laughs) We did, and that's why it's not. It's not actually my (laughs) disappointment. Okay, but it's it's an almost run. It's a really it's a real toss up, and I'm going to say this: GamerGate. That was a big disappointment in the 2010s. Not going to lie, and essentially just a horrible precursor to the current populist movement that we we happen to see that's precipitated Brexit and Trump. So uh you know, that's good. That was a bit of a disappointment in in the 2010s. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on from there. It doesn't get much lower. <laughs> My biggest disappointment in the last decade is the kind of the kind of cynical corporate attitude that seems to have taken a lot of publishers or maybe not devs but publishers and the cynical approach a lot of them have taken to games as a service monetization models roadmaps Mm. season passes there's some good examples out there don't get me wrong rainbow six siege hitman the way the guys at ioi have done the the hitman 2 roadmaps and everything should be a shining example as to how these things can be done but for every good example there's a there's a whole handful of bad examples fallout 76 the fall of bethesda in in terms of the way they've dealt with fallout 76 and everything is is just appalling and shocking and you think of a company that built up so much goodwill from the fallout series and skyrim to have have taken a tumble the way they have with that is really disappointing it is is. And then other other cynicisms like early access. I think early access was a great idea in principle, a way of being able to bring uh you know nearly finished projects, help them to be developed to make, you know, a better package, give them more development time, a little bit of liquidity to be able to do that is a good idea. Yeah. But also I think what what we've ended up seeing a lot of is just it's normalised a rushed release of unfinished products that don't get fixed or patched or put right, you know. And again, for every for every Minecraft, for every um, uh, Daisy, for every Ark, there's a there's a whole other handful of of games that just never really quite get out of that that alpha stage. So I don't know. I just I hope that as we move on to the next decade, with companies like Activision now taking loot boxes out of Call of Duty and and perhaps them having a bit more you know thought behind the monetization and other things uh, we we're, we're going to start to see an end to some of these these shoddy practices yeah we can hope so the fact that they're now illegal in some countries and different things as well is 
speaks yeah. volumes to where it's gone. Surprise mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just I, I I would like I would like for that all to stop. I don't mind there being monetization in games. I will buy DLC. I will buy you know in-game items. I you know I'm not saying don't have it. What I'm saying is just don't be shady about it. Just call it what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And don't make it so it's pay to win as well. I think that was the biggest problem with Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, sorry, is that you, you, you could pay to get the best things unlocked straight away, which give you an advantage. Whereas if you'd have grinded for it, you wouldn't be that much ahead of the curve unless you were solidly doing it. But that, that's the, that's the biggest problem is don't do it pay to win. Just, just let me have a different colored skin on my weapon or, you know, a stupid hat that I can wear that serves no purpose other than the fact that I've got chicken on my head. You know, yeah, keep it cosmetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that was my that was my disappointment of the decade okay, is so. is where a lot of these these companies have kind of the direction we've gone in, and I'm and I'm fed up with seeing roadmaps for content. And again, I go back to Fallout seventy six, but this this was a classic. It wasn't again. We we played a bit. It wasn't awful. It was playable, but it wasn't a Fallout game as much, was it? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I am fed up with seeing roadmaps coming out with you know here's one thing we're going to release next month and then over the next year there'll be other stuff but we don't know what it is yet so you know coming in june something coming in october something like it doesn't mean anything then why why just put up a box with a question mark on it and say coming here you know look at anthem (sighs) great example oh god you know don't publicize content until you can actually show what that content is you know, and I get you want to sting people for the season passes, but in in that case, take more development time, come up with it. Mm. You know, but but still put out a decent full game if you're going to charge for it. Yeah, it's got to be down to trust in the developers, and I think yeah, I think a lot of that lost. trust has been undermined and, and eroded yeah. through these these janky practices. Yeah, yeah. we'll take um, just a, a, that example of a season pass, not knowing what was in it. Uh, Metro Exodus. Yeah. It wasn't announced what yeah. that season pass contained, but actually there's enough trust in 4A that are going to deliver something good. The first bit of DLC, uh, the two kernels I finished this week, and is one of the best pieces of self-contained short DLC I think I've ever played. Cinematically brilliant, well-constructed, well-thought-out, and you're thinking, yeah, you're right to trust that. Fallout 76, no, absolutely not, not with the way they've treated the player base and not not making people pay £100 a year for stuff that they should automatically have in the game anyway. Stuff stuff that'll wreck your game by deleting all of your your junk. You can pay pay your subscription. um, Seeing something about it, the stuff that you get given if you pay your £12 a month or your your £100 a year, whichever subscription you go for, um, the give you credits for the in-game shop don't they as part of your package for your monthly subscription and that monthly amount of credits you get for the in-game shop is not even enough to change the color of a power armor yeah wow it's absolutely anybody who funds that really needs to think about what they're doing with their money and potentially you know put it to a good cause instead of these really bad practices. 
I do I do also realize the irony in saying that I'm fed up with developers putting out these roadmaps <laughs> and saying we're going to do X, Y, and Z and we don't have a time frame or any actual real plan or idea of, of how we're going to implement this. And yeah, I own Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh so yeah okay <laughs> okay so let's go back to a cheery note then over the last 10 years what's been your biggest surprise do you want me to go well i was hoping andy might have a game for us but he's uh he's gone quiet oh no i don't know <laughs> okay go on then ali i'll go with mine so i've got two one isn't a game and, and one is so i'll go with <laughs> okay. the one non-game thing so my biggest surprise is game pass which Ooh. I know hasn't oh, been yeah, around yeah, for okay, long, yeah. but that is by far one of the best subscription services there is. And yes, I am an Xbox fanboy. Blah blah blah. Let's get that out of the way with. But, no, no, let's be let's be blunt. You're an Xbox fanboy, but it is a great product. Yes, it, it's yes. a very, it? there's, very there's no denying it. No matter deal. what, no matter what kind of fanboy you are, if you look at Game Pass and you go. Well, you know, I think it's underdeveloped or it's not a very good package. You're an idiot. It's a phenomenal yes, no, product. It's very good. Yeah. It started off as a, uh, I guess, a subscription-based service that the service that they added, you know, quite a few games to and whatnot. And it's just gone on from there. And there was even points where people were a little bit standoffish because they were concerned about how much money developers were getting from it. And they squashed all of that and published the figures. And I think a few publishers came out and said, "No, we actually." end up making more money when our game goes onto that service. And obviously some of it is because of the DLC. And mm. you know, not only that, but you've got the Ultimate Game Pass now, which includes your Xbox Live subscription, and the Ultimate one also allows you to have games on PC, which does the cross-play. And I think most games, if not all first-party games, have gone straight onto that platform as well. Um, I'm fairly Quite certain most of them, of them have, have. haven't they? Yeah. And what what more do you want from it? There's is something like 500 games on it or something. There are some that cycle in and out and, and whatnot. At the minute, Touchwood, there hasn't been a game that I've invested a certain length of time on because everyone knows that I like to dip into a game for like 10 hours and then go, oh, I'm finishing this a bit too quick. And then just for some reason, go play something else. And there's no games that have cycled through that I've I've done that with. And it's just an amazing service that, if you, there would, you know, especially with the Xbox One S digital only, then what more would you want, really? I think as well the fact they've now they've now just released the um, the Xbox All Access offer in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah, the upgrade service and and whatnot. Um, so we, I think we I think we talked about this a while ago that they're going to, you know, our feeling was they should they would move towards this kind of mobile phone contract model, and that's that's exactly. Mm. Exactly what they've done. Essentially, you can you can pick up an Xbox One X now. Um, I think if you get it before the end of the year, it it'll cost you twenty five pound a month. Um, it's a two year contract, and for that you get the Xbox One X, you get the um, the Game Pass, um, yeah, the ultimate. You know the ultimate yep. package for the two years of the contract. Um, and I think it works out at about the the same price. So you're not you're not paying. A premium for it, but after twelve months, you can upgrade to um, the the new what Series X. Series X, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and it's uh, and even I'm looking at it going, that's not, it's not a bad offer, really. Actually, no, yeah, no, is it? It really isn't. No. 
they, they seem to have, I think, I know that we like to have these wars and different things, but, you know, console wars and all this, that and the other. And yes, Microsoft started off badly, but they're on such a high from the 360 and the PS4, you know, did, did what it needed to do. The Xbox didn't start off great when they first announced the Xbox One um, with it being um, the, the digital media rights and all those different things. Oh, the DRM thing yeah. hurt it a bit. But then the, the the kind of the bandwidth throttling that it had and uh, the fact it wasn't, it was putting out 720p on a lot of stuff when it yep. first launched yeah. was um, the, the hamstrung it slightly as well. The, you know, media center stuff. Yeah. It just, it yeah. just didn't, it didn't have the focus and now no, they have. No, no. And then they seem to have got to a point where they're like, yeah, okay, we're ready for the next the next war. If there is even going to be a war, I don't know. But you know, in the next generation, they're, they're, they've got themselves to a point where they're ready for it. Um, everything's yeah. backwards compatible. Controllers, wheels, the lot, which made me tick that box for me, made me smile for that bit because it looks great. The, hopefully, PlayStation are going to do the same, but we'll, we'll see. Well, the the um, rumor with the you know the back button attachment that's just been yeah. announced that actually the next DualShock will have that. Mm. This is to try and well, it's it's speculation. You know, no one knows for sure, but yeah, they're, they're they're thinking that way. But they've already said they're going to be backwards compatible, haven't they? Oh, I have. Yeah, I, I don't know to, to I, this generation anyway. Yeah, not necessarily good. any further than that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. There, there's a lot. Well, that's a lot for us to see at the end of next year. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's one of my surprises of the decade. Yeah, because I think that's it, a good one. it needed mentioning. Uh, and game wise, for me, it would be Witcher Three. Oh, okay. Because that is a phenomenal game. The DLC that they put into that, the time it makes me very excited for the for the Cyberpunk game. And I wasn't really that invested in the series. I I knew of them, but not really played them at all. And then Witcher 3 is is an amazing game. It's massive. There's so much detail and depth in it. They've upgraded it to 4K. Um, and there's I think there's two big DLC packs for it. And they're bigger than what Witcher 2 was. So they are they're, you know, the phenomenal size. And that mm. team just seemed to be doing really good things. And I just hope that uh, the Cyberpunk game is, is just as good. It looks just as good. Um, but that that would be my my game of the decade, and the TV series is awesome. Really. Have you started it then? Yes, I'm three episodes in. I think. Well, yeah, not got around to it yet. But no. it's only been out for two days at the, the point of this recording. So yeah, I've so. got mates that have finished it already and and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but the, the, don't listen to any of the reviews. I was having a, a chat with uh, Mark Hamer via Twitter today, mm-hmm. and there are people out there that are watching the first episode, the last episode. And then giving their opinion and saying, "Oh, it's far too political." Well, Witcher Three or the Witcher series is quite political. There is a political aspects and undertone to it and things. But he is slaying monsters and things. And it, at the minute, it's very, very true to the games. And my mates that have read the books have said, "Yeah, it's kind of an amalgamation of the two. Oh, good. So, yeah, really good. Nice. What about yourself, Matt? Well, not the same game, but a little bit of a similar theme. My surprise of the decade has PlayStation been game... now. <laughs> well, <Sorry. laughs> <funny enough. laughs> when you said games, games, um, the Xbox game series, I was thinking 
Oh yeah, I'm still surprised that PlayStation now has so many games. Uh, but no, I wasn't going to say that. No, my biggest surprise is the game that I've owned four times on three different pieces of hardware. And Skyrim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it first released, was not a game I would ever play. It wasn't the sort of thing I did. I was just never interested. And I picked it up and I loved it. And mm. I had two PS3 copies. I had the special edition on PS4 and the VR version. And it's easily the game I've put the most time into and I'm continually surprised. And each time I see it on my shelf, I sit there and go, I'm going to put that back in. I'm going to have another go. I'm just going to keep playing. It's it's a fantastic game. But for me, from it's purely down to that. I was just never interested in that style of game. And yet it had me absolutely sucked into it all the way through for the 160 hours it took for me to finish the story the first time around. Yeah, times by four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, uh, it's, it's been that. I, I genuinely don't think anything else has come that close to to surprising me in the last 10 years on, on how I would enjoy the game as much as I did. Nice. You need to get your Switch so you can play it again. I won't lie that that is the only thing that could probably sell me on a Switch. I think I think while we're we're on the subject of the switch, I think that's worth an honourable mention. Unless Andy's going to say the switch. Oh, go on then. I'll say the switch. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I actually I kind of struggled with a surprise for for the decade because you know I've got I've got limited mental capacity these days and <laughs> a complete lack of sleep. But um. <laughs> but, but didn't skimp on a disappointments list. Into, yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't skimp. I'm, uh, yeah. Well, that tells you a lot about my frame of mind. I mean, I could have gone. I could have gone with Grand Theft Auto Five. It's not not that I was surprised it was going to be good. I'm surprised at how it took off. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, what was it in in the UK? It outperformed the lifetime sales of gta 4 in a month so you know it was it was pretty phenomenal and it's what got on to make like six billion dollars and sell 115 million copies what it, year did it release was it 2013 uh i won yes it would have been because it was um it was just before it was uh it was just before the new console generation yes it was off, yeah because then they re-released it didn't they for the the new yeah. From the point it was released in 2013 to now, it's been out of the top 10 in the UK game charts twice. Yeah. You know, for yeah. two know, weeks right? only or something. It's so, ludicrous how frequently that game is in the top 10. So it's not, and for, it's I think not that it was a good, it's not solid, surprising it was a good game. Out. It's just surprising how phenomenally successful it's actually been and continues to be. Yeah. 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 And I think they've got a massive bar to, to, get over for the next one which presumably on on the next gen so whether we get that don't think we'll get it 2020 i think it'll be 2021 i I think it's i think they've got two years worth more to milk the online because they're still releasing new content for that it's made them six billion dollars they're not they're not in any hurry no it's making up for what red dead redemption 2 isn't doing for them well yeah i guess that could be a the, the the single player is amazing Oh yeah, it is. The yeah. multiplayer is nowhere near where everyone hoped it would be, and it still isn't anywhere near that. It's nowhere near GTA Five. I don't think it's uh, the uh, 
the multiplayer, I don't think is as engaging as the original Red Dead Redemption's multiplayer. Yeah, I've not I've not touched it really. I had a little I, go I when did, it first came out. That was it. I did a bit with Kev. We had quite a good bit of fun wandering around and talking around the campfire, and that was it. So yeah, so I could have I could have said GTA Five, but uh, but no, let's go with the Switch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Switch was released. That was good. <laughs> so somebody well, help me given, out. Yeah, this. I mean, Ali was for, for me, the, Ali was the one that brought the, it. The up. surprise with the Switch is the fact that it worked. And I know that sounds daft. Yeah, I, I don't does. mean physically that it turns on, but the fact... No, and it does, it does work really well yeah, as well. Yeah, the fact that yeah. you, you Although, put it down on, that, onto your, mine, your stand and it goes onto your TV, you pick it up, it comes back to your console and it is as quick as it shows you. It, it, it's it, not... I don't think it's that for me with it. I think it's the fact that it, it is just another version of the Wii U, but they've managed to market it and sell it right. It does the job. It is. It's what it's what the Wii U probably should have been. Yeah. 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 It's no doubting it works and it works very well. And it, it is but capable it, of doing an awful lot of stuff. Uh, but it is, they, you know, the, the Wii U, the Wii U was a console and this is this is a handheld, you know, all all of the power is in, in your hands. You mm. you plug it into a dock and you can watch it on your TV, but it's still a handheld unit. And I think it's interesting they've just brought out the Switch Lite, so I don't know what the sale on those is. And the, look at the sales figures of the, the Switch. It is phenomenal. It's gonna, it is going to overtake the PS4. Yeah. Oh, that's got, that's got some doing to, to do that, though, hasn't it? Because the PS4's best-selling of all time now. And hasn't the PS4 just recently overtaken the PS2, which was the best-selling of all time? It's, I think the Switch has a long way to go to do that. I don't think they're as far away as you think they are. As it was the Wii for a long time, was it? And the PS2 took the Wii eventually. Yeah, so not quite. So according to Wikipedia, uh, the PlayStation 4 has sold 102.8 million and the Switch is 41.67. But... It's selling faster now, isn't it? it yes, it's the fastest selling console of this generation. When you look, because that's only two years that the Switch has yeah. been out, whereas the PlayStation 4 is six, isn't it? Okay, so fair play. It may not, I, I, hyperbole aside, it may not surpass the PlayStation 4, but it's selling faster than them both. And it, I, it will surpass the Xbox, I think, because what are they, 38 to 43 million? Yeah, yeah, the Xbox one is quite a way off, isn't it? In terms of total units sold. So, um, it's just a little handhold that can. And the the fact they keep bringing it, okay, it was a bit of a joke at first how many ports are coming to it. But some of the stuff that's coming now, The Witcher 3 has just been ported to it. Yeah. And it plays really well. Okay, yeah, it takes a graphical hit, but it's not shabby. No, no, no. Yeah, and like you say, the, the, I don't mind them ports. Because the, the reason why I don't mind the ports is because it's not like everyone had a Wii U. And they're just kind of re-rinsing the games to get some content on there. A lot of people snubbed Nintendo because it wasn't there. People weren't buying the console and different things. But now they're like, right, okay, this does really work and everyone's loving it. Why wouldn't you want to be playing Witcher 3 on the train, on the bus, at your lunch break in the office? And they're just bombarding it with content. It's great. Yeah, it's it's doing a great job. Can't knock it. Can't knock it at all. Uh, and then... Probably like the finest 
stable of first party games you will see as well yeah definitely um so that was a surprise i think after after what happened with the wii u and mm. the talk of um you know essentially it, when they started talking about handheld device the talk of them essentially splitting their market share between the the 3ds and and whatever the new console was it was you know there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount of um enthusiasm for it and it's it's just a fantastic device right it's just going to take the 3ds sales isn't it now it's it's that it's well, that's what the, light the switch for, isn't it? line you know? comes in that those that are looking to a replacement now or to get into it new it's just about it's yeah. probably at the top end but it's just about the right price point ali how often do you play docked with your switch um not that often because to be <laughs> fair most of the time i play my switch is when i'm not at home unless i'm in bed yeah i, I play it in my office in bed on the road yeah when i'm on holiday i i don't i don't use the dock i haven't even got the dock plugged in these days so i i think I think the Switch Lite is absolutely the way forward, if I'm honest. Yeah, the only thing is is you can't detach the controllers and if you ever did want to dock it, you can't dock it. Yeah, that's true. So there are some slight negatives to it. But it, um, it feels like a natural uh, step on for those that are moving away from the 3DS or the yes, 2DS. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But again, how, how often have you detached the controllers to play? Um, A bit, but that not me playing... So when my niece and nephew come round, yeah, that's probably when it'll actually be on the main TV and they'll be playing Mario Kart and they've got the little controllers and stuff. It depends on the game as well, but it, yeah, it, to be fair, majority of the time it is in handheld mode. Um, sometimes it's on a little stand, and I'm using my pro controller, but it is, you know, portable mode if you like. <laughs> yeah. So Switch, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's been nice to uh, it's been nice to look at our surprise and disappointments of this year and of of the past decade. Are we? Oh, maybe we should do a a decade in gaming quiz, Matt. Well, it's funny you should say that because that was my plan for Yay. something to come out in January. Uh, but pending your two availability for recording, because obviously you will both be taking part in the quiz. Oh, yeah, cool. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, from the point we're recording this to the point we record the next one, which will be a decade in gaming quiz, uh, I'd need you both to come up with a buzzer. Okay. <laughs> so that's your I'm homework. I've been shot this time, whatever know. it was last time. <laughs> <laughs> come up with a buzzer, we will record a quiz, and that'll be the next thing that comes out after this podcast. So let you both sort out the technicalities of it, and uh, yes, we'll be, we'll be back some point fairly soon in the new year with... Uh, a quiz and a roundup of the end of year codec momentum as well. Oh, yeah. We'll do That's both in the same episode. And we will also roll December. in December's updates as well, because we've not done that either. It's been a bit busy this month. How's how's DLC Ember going? Brilliant. I'm loving it. Oh, it's <laughs> if this comes out before the end of the month, I'll make every effort to actually try and get it out before the end of the month. Uh, we are going to see some shake-ups of that leaderboard. Take, take a snapshot yeah. of how it is now, because come the 1st of January, it will be very different. We can, uh, we can, address, the, we can address the controversy when we, uh, when we actually go to record it, but I, I, I will just put it out there, for the record, yeah, it's my fault. I, I, 
I came up with the name and it was too good a concept to waste. Yeah. I came <laughs> up with it in June. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I took uh, advantage did we, did of we even it. get that far <laughs> into the year? Uh, I think it was January, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it might have been. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, no, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting. Stay tuned for that one. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It's lovely to be back. It's really nice, really nice to have done this actually. Yeah. Yeah. But we need to pencil now, some more time in. Yeah, now I'm going to go back and do some more parenting. Lovely. Night feed for the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully my wife has that covered. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, right, well, great. Uh, let us know uh, what your surprises and disappointments of 2019 and of the 2010s were. You can uh, you can tweet us at Codec Moments or you can... What are the things? Facebook. You get on Facebook. Facebook. That's the thing. Yeah, Discord. We've got a Discord server. Could log on to that. Yep. Or an email. Um, or email. Yeah. Or email. Um, or, as we've successfully had in the past, Morse code. I want more Morse code. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody anybody who sends us their surprises and disappointments of the 2010s in Morse code uh, will we'll find some kind of gift for, I reckon. Okay. I'm not saying it, wo- I'm not saying it won't be terrible. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Usual terms and conditions apply, i.e. no square freak, I'm not sending it to the US. So, <laughs> with that, should we call it a night, gentlemen? Let's do it. We shall. Right. Thank you very much for listening. It's a pleasure to be back and uh, hopefully speak to you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.